And we've got, um, what's your name again? Lisa. Lisa. And just in case anybody didn't notice already the fact we're in Oldham. Whereabouts are we? In Oldham. And that where you come from? Yeah, I come from Oldham. So what's Oldham got to offer? Is it like dead exciting or? No, it's very boring. And so are the people. <laughs> you must be the most exciting thing in Oldham then. At the moment, yeah. Okay, okay. What do you do? Do you... I work in a bingo hall. In a bingo? Yeah. But they made up and smoked all night 
It's Midlife Punk Podcast, episode number 112. He's here. 112, that's his inside leg measurement in millimetres. It's nihilism. Hello, good evening, my brother and punk. How are you? I'm okay. I could see the numbers going around your head like Rain Man then when you were like trying to figure out what that is. Listen, I know I've got short legs, but they ain't that short. <laughs> short legs, long body, it's a fucking curse. Fair enough. Um, random record uh, this week came courtesy, as it always does, of my uh, Discogs app, giving it a shake, and uh, it spits out a random record where I choose a song, and Niall is on here, tries to guess what it is. And the album this week was um, an absolute pleasure to be choosing from. It was Full Leather Jacket by uh, Nashville, Tennessee's very own Dear Departed Teen Idols. And Nihilism, what song do you think I went for? Not confident, but it is a good song, so I'm going to go with Every Day is Saturday. I've gone for Midnight Picture Show, uh, which is the first track, and it was it was between them two that I was going for, so uh, sincere apologies there. I don't know what to tell you. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Better look next time. Um, the email submission came uh, from... The land of emails, uh, but but those gorgeous words were typed out by the fingers of an American. Do you want to hear the words? Yes. <clears throat> from Washington, D.C. Hey there. Oh, Paul as well. Andrew, drummer from D.C. I'm not going to do that. Uh, drummer from D.C.-based band Dave Eats Mud here. Hello, Andrew. It's your generic four-on-the-floor mid-tempo poppy punk. Kind of like an unfunny version of the Vandals. An uninspiring social distortion or a non-terrifying misfits. Normal misfits, then. Uh, we just released we just released our eponymous EP recently and would love to be considered for your podcast and playlists. Consider your wish granted, my friend. You can stream and doubt it for free here. Um, it's daveeatsmud.bandcamp.com. Let me know if you have questions. And thanks for your consideration. I uh, see the attached MP3 of opening track Fox Den Fun Times and that's what I went for are you familiar with Dave Eats Mud? I'm not no my internet connection is really shonky I'm going to leave and come back hold on this is fucking Christ there <laughs> he's back Is it any better? Yeah, let's let's keep going. It was getting a bit funky. Fine. Uh, I was just talking about Dave Eats Mud before he fucked off. Um, they said they're four hip dudes of varying good looks uh, from Washington, D.C. Uh, their music, I've already said that, uh, and it's Andrew does a fat beats, Dan Slappers the bass, Dave does sexy vocals and git fiddling, which probably means something different over here in fairness uh, and Jim does food and sometimes a solo and that was Fox Den Fun Times from their eponymous EP which recently came out recently what's it called? It's a, you fucking are. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I'm not. Heard you went to heard you went out last night, Tom. I did, yeah, uh, and I'm going to do me. Shall I do my report at the end? It sort of feeds into me song. If you want people to hear it, do it now. Or do you want them to stay and listen to my awesome gig review? Being as it's been your birthday recently, I'll let you have first pick again. Woohoo! You sure? <laughs> yeah, go for it. Fuck me. Right, uh, last night I uh, actually ended up playing a gig that I already had tickets for and I had to sell the tickets, otherwise I'd have had to pay 30 quid to play a gig, which would have been really annoying. But um, I sold the tickets, so all's well that ends well. But uh, it was the Atoms on first. Uh, and considering we hadn't had time to rehearse, it was good. It was at Dubrex Studios in Derby, by the way. Um, and, and Worm from Chesterfield played. Who were, who were decent. Somebody said, Worm have got a lot less shit. And and I would word that as they're better than they've ever been. Damning with faint praise, I believe they call that, don't you? Probably, I don't know. Um, so, so yeah, I've, I've turned that negative comment around because I'm a good lad, like, you know. And then, obviously, headlining was Derby's very own, your own, Lightyear. And it was just great. It was just really, I had a really nice time. I, I don't know how else to say it. You know, it was full. Um, people were boogieing, in, boogieing on down. You may have seen on the Facebook group, which is now called Midlife Punk Podcast. Uh, Richard White was there back in the fucking day for some reason. Um, fucking White was there back in the day. Sorry. Uh, I put it in there. But yeah, it was it was uh, so good. My only criticism was I wasn't a stage, so even me with my advanced tallness couldn't see very well. Yeah. Fuck knows what short asses did. Suffered as usually. Probably. I do like Lightyear Live. They're a lot of fun. It was yeah, it was decent. Whether you saw them in like '97 or the other night, they're just consistently fun. I've never seen them do shit yet. No, um, and I've seen them do some poorly attended gigs, but yeah, it was great. Long may these little popping up every now and then continue because it was, yeah, it was good and, um, yeah, fantastico. Which she said would lead into a song which is Blindside by Lightyear. So great. 
Blindside by Lightyear, during the introduction of which Chaz the singer climbed on the bar uh, and sort of straddled the, the back shelf in the bar and said to the people sat in the other room, come in and watch the show, you fucking twat. Standard. Fair criticism. But yeah, it was good. Have you done anything good? Anything interesting? Perforated my eardrum. Have you done that? I don't know. Stop sticking things down it then. Oh, I've got really, I've got a thing about my ears. I don't like anything going in my ears. Water. Well, something's penis, perforated it. Penises. I No, nothing enters my ear. Apart from earbuds. They're safe. But uh, yeah, I don't know what happened. I did the whole, you know, hold your nose and blow thing. And all I can hear out of this ear is... And there's a little bit of air coming out of it as well. So I Googled it. It's like, what up, nihilism? You have perforated your eardrum. It can take a couple of months to heal. I'm like, that's great. Did, did they not say this is how it could have occurred? No, I didn't. Sound pressure? Sudden I've change had, in air pressure? I've had problems with this ear for as long as I can remember. I actually had surgery on it about 10, 11 years ago. So, I'd, you know the little sticky out bit, your tragus that you have there? Yeah, I didn't know it was called a tragus, but educational and entertaining, I suppose. Welcome, if you just tuned in to the MedLife Punk podcast. So, I don't have a tragus there anymore, because he took that and, like, replaced one of the bones in my inner ear with it, but it didn't take, so... I'll have to look at your fucking monkey ear next time I see you. Um, so, sorry to hear about your health problems. Thanks, mate. What... What guests have we got for everyone today? We have um, on uh, the Manchester Life Punk podcast tonight, we have Clayface, who are a bloody lot of fun. I hope so, because they'd probably say Clayface, wouldn't they? Clayface, yeah. We've had quite a, like, sometimes we have a little group chat with people, don't we, um, before the show. And this one's been particularly rambunctious. So I'm hoping to carry that same energy into the uh, into the pod today. Yeah, I tested push their politeness to the limit when they thought a 9 p.m. start was a 9 a.m. start, um, and then they didn't directly say "fuck off, Tom." I'm not doing that. Which is what I would have said if someone had asked me to go and sell my band at nine in the morning. Yeah, I think the earliest we've done is a midday podcast, isn't it? When we have those scamps from Japan on. No, it's two in the afternoon. Um so so I suppose we better introduce the first song, Young Nihilism. And it's gonna be Big Things Happen at Greenfield Skate Park. A single. Or how how would they say that? Big things happening at Greenfield Skate Park. Skate Park. I'm sure I'll be corrected. Is big things happening at Greenfield Skate Park by Clayface? Big things happening at Greenfield Skate Park.
Niall and I are now sat in the virtual room with, with Clayface. Where, where are you operating out of, lads? Uh, <laughs> a bit of a mix, actually. Yeah. We, we cross-county here. I said Greater uh, Manchester, Germany. That's it, yeah. We're yeah, from so Manchester, so I'm that makes South the most Manchester. sense. Yeah. Fine. I'm Manchester. in South Manchester. Reese is in Preston. Scott's in Leeds. The North. Oh, right, to Leeds. Nice. Yeah. We're all from North Manchester, aren't we? Yeah. yeah. We're all from Oldham. That's, yeah, that's the epicentre, isn't it, really, of Manchester? Yeah. It's Danny Maryland. I mean, yeah. you could argue of the world, really. <laughs> yeah. You know. Oh, definitely. Biggest bingo hall I've ever seen, definitely. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, let's let's introduce ourselves, please, and what we do in Clayface. Cool. Um, yeah, I'm called Archie. I play guitar and sing in Clayface. Brilliant. I'm Ray. I play drums and do a bit of shouting every now and again. Nice. Uh, I'm Scott. I also play guitar and sing. Hello, everybody. Who, just in the interest of interband relations, who's who's missing tonight? Uh, our bass player, Pearl. <laughs> the infamous uh, Pearl. He's off. <laughs> he's off sheep rustling in the field of somewhere. Yeah. 
fine. Well, good luck with that, and uh, hope you yeah. don't get caught. Um, I hope so. That, I hope that's... he does. Serves him right. <laughs> yeah, he's been getting away with it for too long. <laughs> the great North Manchester sheep rustler has finally yeah. been named publicly. Yeah, that's it. Uh, how did Clayface, hold him, really. How did Clayface enter this world? That's a good question. Um, fucking hell. We've been about for a long time, really. Uh, so me and Pearl, the sheep rustler, we went to school together. We were in the same year at school. Um, and we met Reese in at Oldham Sixth Form College when yeah. we were 17, but you were 18. Yeah, I'm a year above you too, yeah. And yeah, Reese had a mohawk. They looked very punk. I had a mohawk and, uh, and I had a skateboard with no effects grip tape. So Pearl decided he had to be my mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And That's then just so happened that you were in the same art class, right? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Me and Pearl were in the same art class, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, then we started we started jamming, but you you were already in a band and you played was, drums and you wanted to play bass. Oh, um, yeah, you know, I forgot all about this. Which was never <laughs> a good idea because you weren't very good at it. Um, They're still not. <laughs> you know, um, so we got our mate Fergie. We, we were a four-piece originally. Very, very original. I think we might have played one gig as a four-piece. Maybe yeah, two. maybe two. Or, um... And then, yeah, uh, we went to uni. Pearl carried on sheep rustling. And yeah, yeah uh, the, our old drummer just kind of quit. Well, he was supposed to play a gig, wasn't he? And then... Yeah, he, so he was yeah, supposed to play like, a gig with us and he told us the day before that he couldn't play because he was doing a cycling race in Belgium. Yeah. But then he turned up and he, came and to he was at a gig. He's a mysterious man, but yeah. He, <laughs> he fucking cycled all the way back in record time. <laughs> he must have been the race. <laughs> yeah, that was that was one of Danny Barrett's gigs in Oldham, one of our first. Typical. Um, go-go, that wasn't it? It was back when Greg Greg Rainey's Go-Go Club. I remember that. I played there, yeah. yeah in one the of my coziest place in showbiz. That's, that was how it was marketed. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm still obsessing over this lad that that uh, either forgot he had a gig, either forgot he had a cycle race, or, or lied. Right. It's still, I'm still unsure what the deal is with. It. I think he just got his dates mixed up. But yeah, yeah, we're still, I'm still very good mates with with Fergie. Just yeah, I don't think he was ever really, really into it. I mean, we're not the most prolific band in the world, but he was particularly like slack. Has <laughs> <laughs> his cycling yeah. career took off, or uh, he, he, what he a good yeah. cyclist to be he's, fair. He's still he? really into his cycling, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, he shaves his legs. It's some of the smoothest <laughs> yeah. legs I've ever seen on a man. You know, he means business when he's got smooth legs. Yeah. He, made, he made the right choice then, really, didn't he? Let's absolutely. He absolutely did. And he wasn't that great at drumming. But no, no, that's not <laughs> he's a good drummer. He's not. Re- he wasn't really a punk drummer. I think he was in like a marching band or something at school. Um. So then we were like, right, you know, we've got this gig. Reese, you play drums. Pearl reluctantly went on to bass. And he's remained there ever since. And there's so many bass players in so many yeah. bands. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then we were a three-piece for a very, well, for a very long time, really. Um, Good six, seven years, wasn't it? Is it that long? God. And then... Yeah, what yeah. inspired the, the beefing out of the sound then? Well, Scott joined the band <laughs> around... <laughs> when was it, Scott? 
uh, like late 2017, was it? It was just after I left. Oh, Johnny West is missing. Broke up. Yeah, it? So, like just I think it was 2018. It was after I joined Incisions. Yeah, they, they don't hold your breath. Came out in 2018, didn't it? 17. Is it that EP came yeah. out in 2017? Don't even know. I think that music was really. I think I joined just after Don't Hold Your Breath came. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and then that's, that's how we got to where we are now. We'd always, like, used two guitars on the records, haven't we? So, and then when Scott was suddenly available because his band wasn't about anymore, it just made sense. Because yeah. I, I, also, I, I also went to school with Archie and Pearl, but I'm a bit, I'm a bit older than them. So I was not involved in this whole college thing where the band was originally formed. Um, but then joined when my other band, Johnny West is Missing, stopped being a thing. Well, yeah. Happy days, because here we are. Look, lads, um, if anyone was hoping for sort of a compendium to, to the Clayface career, a, a time-spanning uh, medley of songs, it's not happening. You've got an entire episodes worth of fucking brand new spankers off off the brand new spanking album and before we started talking chaps um we uh would have dropped in big things happen at greenfield skate park uh, obviously it's the new single um but are there any other reasons that you chose that one to uh play tonight from your album um i think to be honest it's like a very good first sort of Entry level song into yeah yeah into the into the album I guess. Uh, I think it's really it in a single, isn't it? Yeah, it's the crowd. It's the crowd pleaser, isn't it? Yeah, and I feel it's, like thematically as well, it sort of represents the rest of the album quite well. Yeah. So that's what yeah. we'd show to somebody who wanted to hear Clayface for the first time. Yeah, I think so. Which hopefully we've actually done, which is nice, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, we did we did consider putting some of the old tunes on uh, when you ask for when you ask for music but um, to be honest it's like we're sick of hearing them uh, it's, you know that we've got this album it's all shit anyway uh, yeah you know, it's been <laughs> really any of that music and we've got this album they're all really pleased with so I thought I might as well just sort of uh, showcase a bit of it really I can tell you're all dead proud of it yeah I can tell yeah you can tell. Yeah. No, just from the so I don't mean from your faces now or anything. I, I mean <laughs> like, the, the social media uptick in activity from the band. Yeah. It's uh, yeah. a pro job. Niall, open up the big book of bullshit and choose from the phenomenal 31 questions. 31 questions? Say there's 31 questions. There's 31 comments, and a lot of them are on a tangent about Jubilee. Yeah, that's my fault. Sorry. Yeah. Um, we're going to open up with uh, a question from the man himself, Danny Barrett. He says, <laughs> "You can do the voice, boys. Well done on the album coming out. Think it's a <laughs> well done for flying flag of procrastination that we all. I can't fucking do it. <laughs> that we all love and hold him. I have far too many questions for you, boys. But I'll ask you this: Are you glad you outlasted better than Jesus? God, yeah." Um, well, if we're better than better than Jesus, then we're at least two rungs above Jesus on the list of things. But who let's, the fuck, let's who the fuck's honest, better than Jesus? Let's be quite honest. Better than better than Jesus weren't better than Jesus, were they? Really? <laughs> we, we spoke because about you've this. heard of Jesus, we haven't you? We've all, we all <laughs> exactly. Yeah. 
uh, who in 2023 remembers better than Jesus other than Danny Barrett? Uh, yeah, no, I've no and idea. Probably the three guys that were in the band. <laughs> yeah. I also I had no idea who better than Jesus was. We we had to discuss this earlier today because I was like, what the fuck does Are You Happy mm. You Outlasted Better Than Jesus mean? <laughs> I thought I thought his head had gone. I had no idea what it was yeah. on about. <laughs> I don't know what it meant. I had to ask Archie, and then he explained. Well, his head has gone. Jesus saga. Yeah, his head's definitely gone. Better than Jesus were a band. I don't think they were a band for very long. I think maybe a year or two. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, and they weren't great. No, I didn't know. Do you think they'll say that personally if they're listening? Sorry about the Jews. I don't think they'll know. I think I think they'd agree. Um, yeah. How, no, how, uh, how would you how would you describe better than Jesus? I'm I'm really intrigued. This me yeah. too, Scott. It's punk. Yeah. Three guys, three cards did the job. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like right. sort of like. What more do you yeah. need? What more do you yeah. need? <laughs> Was there some they sort of local rivalry then? Hmm. No, we played with them a few times, though, didn't we? Because they were from Oldham as well, so we played with them a few times. Every yeah. fucker's from Oldham, aren't they? Fucking hell. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Anyone who's worth talking about. <laughs> We've established it's the centre of the universe, right? So, um... Yeah, massive bingo hall. Uh, had some nice noodles last time I was there. Oh? Noodles? Yeah. That sounds a bit exotic for all of them, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, I'm thinking, where have you had good noodles? In right by the venue, <laughs> right by the bank top. Oh, right. Did you not go in one of the various different states of fried chicken on that street? Georgia <laughs> <laughs> chicken I've had before, yeah. Union Street has a fried chicken shop of every state in America, apparently. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah, some that aren't. I'm yeah, going to go to Kansas Delaware chicken, chicken next time. as well. <laughs> in the Kansas fried chicken. Kansas used to be my favourite in my uh, carnivorous days. That was Hawaii. The last. I think. I think you're taking your life into your own hands going to any of them. To be honest, <laughs> yeah. I, I did go to one, and it was full of. Uh, I'm going to sound old now. Road men. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's old. Man's on road. <laughs> There was what, there was a there was a year when uh, when is it Yorkshire Street or Union Street? I'm not sure which one had the most violent crime in Europe, weren't there? <laughs> uh, there was there was one year. <laughs> Fuck me! And of course, you can't forget if you're talking about Alden, you can't forget the famous truck. Oh yeah, have you truck. ever seen that? The truck. I don't know what you uh, Somehow, Danny Barrett and Joe Atom had both seen this porn film, right? Oh, right. I've heard yeah. about this. And, and it was called The Fuck Truck. And and they had one episode in Oldham. And, and yeah, with uh, Lisa. Lovely Lisa from Oldham, yeah, who, who was the most exciting thing in all of Oldham, apparently. Right. Uh, yeah, and, and they parked the fuck truck outside that posh kids' music school. Yeah. Eric told me this, and... Uh, yeah, they did things to Lisa in there, who worked at the bingo. Well, I, I believe, <laughs> oh, mate. I believe this is Lisa all news to me. That, to be honest, I need to I track do. this down. I've yeah. never seen this. This is news to me. <laughs> I had the to sample. Truck. I had to sample her uh, talking. Um, <laughs> I, I just watched the rest for research, like. Uh, Brilliant. <laughs> and and you can just search "fuck truck Oldham" and it comes up. 
Oh, right. that's, getting a, that's getting a watch, 100%. I'm the most excited thing in all Right, not, it's not Danny Barrett getting shagged in the fuck truck. The one oh, shame. <laughs> that's a shame. That's bonus feature on the DVD. Yeah. Uh, let's have another song. Let's have uh, Here's to Not Knowing. Right, here's to not knowing uh, from Clayface on uh, what's the album called, lads? Ailments. Ailments. I knew that. I knew that. Uh, so, 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 what prompted the particular choice? Here's to not knowing. Um, th- there wasn't a huge amount that went into it. To be honest, it's it's just uh, quite a good song. And, One's what uh, you like. Yeah, it's quite short. So to the it, point. Yeah, it might not. Of- Detract from people's attention, you know. It's one of the harder hitters on the album, isn't it? Yeah. I also think it was uh, me and Archie wrote that song collaboratively. When True. We yeah, we did. Work, working on stuff for uh, another startup band that we were doing in very, very recently in the aftermath of Johnny West is Missing. And we wrote that song collaboratively. We lived together yeah. in Leeds at the time. Okay. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, it's it's one of my favourites on the album, to be honest. And I, I really like playing it live as well. It's uh, it's good fun. Yeah, it is. Is there any live dates coming up to accompany the release of this record? The next gig we're playing is in March. So not got anything in February. Um, currently, anyway, uh, we're playing in Nottingham, actually, not far from you, with uh, Bruce Control and. Yes, the mustard. And, uh, the, mustard. the mustard. The mustard. Yeah. I'm going to try and get over to that. Yeah, it's a good one. It's a BYOB event as well. Yeah, BYOB. Oh, is it it's stuck on the name yeah. Studios? Is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, been to one. I got COVID first time I went to one of them. First gig oh, out did. after COVID. No. <laughs> Have you ever been there? No, no. the only place I've been to in Nottingham. Well, you, so, you know what practice rooms are like, rooms within rooms within rooms. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, about 60 people all crammed in. I'd have yeah. one vaccine, I think, by that point. And uh, when the singer of Scene Killers 
started singing and then going around the crowd and putting his mic in people's faces, that that's when I knew we were fucked. Yeah, and literally yeah. everybody, about eight days later on Facebook, I've got COVID, I've got COVID, and you didn't need to be a fucking virologist to figure yeah. that out. Yeah. <laughs> sounds like uh, sounds like your incisions launch gig, that, actually. I got, sandwich. I got absolute mega COVID at that gig. I thought we were going to die. <laughs> Mega horrible. New strain. Absolutely horrible. Was that pre uh, pre vaccines? It was January January twenty eighth, twenty one. Was it? Was Fuck it last knows. year? Yeah. It feels yeah. like so long ago now, doesn't it? Yeah. So many people, so many people got COVID at that gig. But whatever I got from that gig, absolutely fucking leveled me. <laughs> <laughs> The only other place we did in Nottingham was that mad old pub, wasn't it? I was going to say that. Ye old that, like, medieval pub. Yeah, yeah. That, we did that with Danny Barrett. Yeah, that was with Craft Yeah. It's a good venue, that. It kind of yeah, feels like they've taken a Tudor, like, historic building and turned it into, like, a really tacky rock bar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think you've written that exactly Yeah. Quite a few uh, rock bars in uh, with various degrees of tackiness in Nottingham. You know, there's a there's a punk bar called Foreman's that I've never actually been to. That's how punk I am, um, or not punk that bar is. Uh, well, yeah, I was just going to say maybe the bar's not punk enough for you, <laughs> <laughs> Niall. Yo, o- open up the the graphic novel of bullshit, please. And I'm not asking the graphic novel questions. I didn't know there was one. There's loads. Um, okay. I'm going to go with one from uh, Liam from Crocodile Guards, um, and he, <laughs> I like this one actually. As an old fuck, it's nice to play with bands who are young but are influenced by the same shit we are. Is it reciprocated, or should we all fuck off to punk rock Torquay and retire? Nah, <laughs> Liam's all right. <laughs> <laughs> no, he can, I, he can crack on. He's all right. <laughs> Good lad. What's 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 punk rock talky? It's just where all the punks go to retire. Oh, mm-hmm. is it? Is it? <laughs> um, no, I I I fully. I mean, we 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 have older taste than our ages, I guess. Um, yeah. Largely. I was thinking about this, so it's like I think there's there's like a sort of like the theory of decade nostalgia isn't that and i remember when i was maybe like 16 17 and i was getting into all this kind of like when i was first getting into punk music and rock music and a lot of the stuff that i liked was from the 90s um and obviously you know when we're not that younger band now but when we were starting we were like 17 and um obviously i wasn't around for a lot of that music that was really into and then when we started playing these gigs with older people uh, there was people who were actually around for that kind of scene. And I can remember that being like, whoa, I've never really met people of that generation that were into alternative music. Um, and it being a bit weird and a bit like, oh, wow, you were actually around to see Nirvana in the 90s and stuff like that. But I see it today. Like you see, you know, the equivalent today, like kids who are like 14, 15 now wearing uh, <laughs> My Chemical Romance t-shirts. Yeah. And they're obviously born in like the mid, mid to early two thousands, right? So it's kind of yeah. like the yeah. equivalent of us when we had like you know Nirvana and Green Day t shirts and stuff. It's it's just weird. I think you always kind of 
romanticize what you weren't actually there to to see. Yeah, no, you're I, you would have been. Yeah, I was just going to say that sprouting brain. pubes around the time of Dookie coming out, wouldn't you? Yeah. I was born the year the Dookie came out. See, yeah. I was I was nine. So yeah, I, yeah, I was, that I was part three. of the answer. <laughs> You so, could yeah. probably like pinpoint the moment my art broke when it was like, where well, when we were 17 and like, you know, from the 90s, I mean, I was 15 when Dookie came out. So <laughs> um, that's fucking good though, because I got it like second hand. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And it it changed everything for me. And every, it changed everything for everything, that record. Yeah. But you were Dookie, actually there now. Yeah. 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 You my were actually dad there. bought that. Yeah, my Dookie dad's was... always been into a lot of punk and my dad bought Dookie and that was one of the first things that I was like, no, this is the sort of punk that I like. Yeah. Like before that, yeah, I'd Dookie. been listening to a lot of his Pistols records and Clash and stuff like that and the Buzzcocks and I liked all that stuff. But as soon as I heard Dookie, I was like, no, no, this is this is yeah. more me. It's like the time that, that Dookie and um, and Out Come the Wolves and Smash and Punk, punk and Drublet came out, it was like, that was music for my age group at the time. Like, yeah. yeah. Probably was a little bit too young for Nirvana. I was like 12, 13 when they came out. But just seeing like Green Day and all that on like MTV and stuff, and even No Effects is sticking on sticking in my eye on yeah. MTV. It's like this what this is what it must feel like to be like a pop fan. You know, when you're seeing all the yeah. bands on I remember Ramones on top of the pops. I remember Green Day on top of the pops, and it's just like mind blowing. Yeah. It's weird for me to think about seeing bands like that on them kind of you know super mainstream programs because it's always been the music that i've liked obviously i'm probably 10 15 years younger than nail all right (laughs) but but, i mean what what i'm saying is like it's weird for me to think about them bands being really in the public eye because for for us it was always kind of like you were kind of like an outsider liking that kind of music you know it was a bit sort of out of left field being into like Nirvana and Green Day and stuff at at school and obviously there was that whole tribalism that you always get as a kid where the other people that liked it had kind of group in with you but it you know the the sort of stuff that I listened to was never really like in the public eye so I bet it was I bet it was meant to actually be there and see it like when it was like exploding yeah there you go no it's not all bad being old as fuck is it no I felt quite like a a punk rock elder now, actually. Yeah, like a tribal <laughs> elder. <laughs> yeah. right. Our school was like really tribal, actually, wasn't it? Like, yeah, we used to have different areas that we had. A, we had a section of the school that they called Goth Island. So if you were into like, punk <laughs> or metal, you'd hang around on the drive, which was known as Goth Island. That's fucking amazing. Because we, I thought this was a Warwickshire thing, but but. The townies used to call us goths, and you'd be like, yeah. I'm "Not a fucking goth, you won't." <laughs> yeah, it was a goth. I'd say, but I'm not. It was, <laughs> it was goth, goth, goth. Yeah. yeah, goth island. What what did uh, Grebos get called when you were at school? Now, um, grungers, 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 or rockers, rockers. What is like, it? You either like Nirvana or you like Prodigy. I'm like, oh, I kind of like both. <laughs> 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 no, oh, yeah, well, right. you know. pick one. Right, whilst Niall has a puff on his uh, tribal elder peace pipe, uh, 
let's have a listen to an ode to the washing up gloves. Uh, Marigold. <laughs> Marigold by Clayface there from the album Ailments. When's it out, chaps? That's a good question, actually. So pre pre-orders go live on the 10th of March. Um, obviously it's been it's been pressed at the moment. And we don't know exactly I think it's like 16 weeks, isn't it? We had a we had a 16 week lead time on the press and it went to plant about two weeks ago, didn't it? So yeah. I reckon I reckon we're looking at mid-May, probably the, the record all land. Fucking nice. Are we are we, yeah. are we touring it? Um, I mean, we might do some sort of. I'm I'm annoyingly in the start of May, end of April. I'm I'm on tour with Incisions. Uh, well, not annoyingly, obviously, I'm buzzing about it, but annoying yeah. for everyone else. Yeah, yeah, annoying <laughs> for the rest of them. Um, but we, yeah, I mean, to be honest, one thing with with Clayface that's really it's really helped with the longevity of the band, to be honest, is that we we don't sort of... We've always had, like, an unspoken sort of agreement that it, it's not, like, a, the priority of our lives, which is why we've been making music for so long and still love it. We've never really had a fallout. We still, you know, gig and take it quite seriously and do what we want. But it's not, like, the driving force in our lives, if that makes sense. Never been any pressure on it. That, yeah, yeah. yeah. So say, no we pressure. might do a few like weekenders. Maybe you know, who knows? Maybe we'll get a week, a week in somewhere. We've all got different schedules. We all live in different cities. Reese is a tattoo artist, so getting weekends off is pretty fucking hard. Um, but yeah, with a bit of planning, it would be nice to get a bit of a tour in. Um, speaking to a few promoters at the minute about trying to get some stuff maybe in September. 
uh, and it would be nice to get out of the northwest because we have we've not really traveled too far out of sort of like the northwest really so yeah getting getting down south would be nice who knows yeah any down southers listening and you're a promoter and you want us on uh give us a shout we might be you've been up to the northeast uh well yeah so serial bowl records are yeah one of the i thought, labels, I thought pikey uh, threw himself in quite wholeheartedly into the big yeah. bullshit yeah so they're yeah. they're putting the record out so we'll probably get a gig up there i have been chatting to to darren um we've just not sorted a day out yet but yeah that's that's gonna happen and yeah, yeah i've got a ban on in this year obviously with a record coming out it would be nice to <laughs> so actually get out and about and promote it a bit yeah we've but, got to go up to the vaults haven't we now we've had numerous invitations both well, me as a performer the, no, uh, I think the lads at Daz Capitans would have you on because Peterborough is thriving at the moment as well isn't it we've played with Daz Capitans before yeah actually. we yeah, have good guys yeah they were they, they guys who brought out like 10 albums in one year or something 12 we had, we had yeah. them on here yeah and yeah. it just blew my mind I was like how did you do anything? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how did you feed your children? How did, how did you walk your dog? Actually, taken us 10 years to do one. <laughs> I can't wait for their vinyl box set to come out of them. <laughs> we're good, we're just it? reversing it, actually. We're doing it the other way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Flip side. It's all by design, yeah? We know what we do. It's a really complicated plan that other people just won't get, so there's no point in trying to explain it. <laughs> Niall, have you got another big book for uh, the boys? I have, yeah. You've kind of bookmarked this one, so I knew I had to ask you this. Uh, so this is from uh, Olivia Hudson, first-time uh, questioner. So which Spice Girl would each of you be and why? <laughs> so who've you got? The scary, sporty... I'm, I'm going to throw it in there. I reckon Archie's got a bit of scary about him. You reckon? You think I'm scary? Yeah. Mel B? Is that, yeah. that scary spice? Yeah. Yeah. I'll be Mel B, but only if I'm like Mel B from Bo Selector. <laughs> that version. That's that's more what I was thinking. You got a bit of a you got a bit of an air of, of the caricature about you. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm Bo Selector, Mel B. I'll say that. Um, Fucking gorgeous! Yeah. Who was who was the one? Jerry Halliwell, Ginger Spice, Ginger Spice. Forgot about Ginger. Pearls, Pearls. Jerry, I reckon he's probably the most ginger of us. Yeah, he's, he's the, the most. He's he the is, most he, ginger. He is the most ginger, but he's also who's the, the most, most elusive one of them. The most elusive. Yeah, who's the one you don't yeah. see? Because that's if you were doing a podcast <laughs> with the Spice Girls, who who wouldn't who wouldn't turn up? Oh, Victoria. <laughs> yeah, Victoria, yeah. She don't, she's got the money. She don't need, she don't care. But that's Pearl. Pearl's Victoria then. Yeah. <laughs> All right, then you're, oh, she's you're also a big spice. sheep rustler, actually, as well. Oh, fair. Reese, <laughs> you can be baby spice. Who wore the Union Jack dress? That was Jerry. Right. That's you, Scott. Is it? Why? Big Jerry. This, is, this is what I was thinking. Why? Uh, I don't know why I'm baby either, but I'll take it. <laughs> well, you had to be one of them, didn't you? If anyone watched Bo Selector recently... It's terrible. Aged terribly. It is. Really <laughs> badly. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Shocking. Both in terms of, like, the content and just the, the yeah. canned laughter 
Yeah, it's really... I used to piss myself fucking laughing at that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know, yeah. I, I can remember um, being in school when it came out, it being like the talk of the talk of school. That and Little Britain also pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah. Even even if the, even if the content is terrible though, both selectors still worth it just because of how angry Craig David is about it. Yeah, he's, he's pretty mad, isn't he? He's he's still so annoyed about it. Mate, <laughs> 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 it probably upped your exposure. <laughs> but the thing is, he like had his couple of singles, and then his management obviously said, "Oh, play along with this both selector thing," because he yeah. was in an episode, yeah. weren't he? As Craig yeah. Davis, the Craig David, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and then he just yeah years later he just went on a rant and they did that Michael did... Jackson tribute of Bo Selector and Craig David was like a talking head in it but working in a call centre because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> his career had like gone. Yeah. He's back weird, now though. Hasn't he had a weird yeah, comeback, he's... Craig David? Yeah, he's, he's, he's yeah. cool again now. He also got involved with a bit of grime and that, didn't he? I think. Yeah, but yeah, UK, when UK, UK, UK Garage had a big, revival. Yeah. A big thing a few years ago, didn't it? Yeah, UK well, Garage. People got back into it. It was him, him and Big Nasty, wasn't it? Craig David yeah. and Big Nasty. Yeah. I, want, I want a So Solid crew come back, frankly, but there we go. Yeah, that's, right. that's got to happen. <laughs> so in a minute, we're going we're gonna to wind, wind this up. I've just got to make sure I've got the sentient facts Right, so Serial Bowl are putting out the album, which is called Ailments. We're thinking late April, early May sort of time. It's on the vinyls, but it's limited, very limited. It says in Facebook land, 100 copies or something? Yeah, 100 copies. Which 100 copies. I'm going to have to use my platform here again. Uh, Pikey, if you can put one aside for me, please. Thank you. I think you're living yeah, in a I'm, fucking dream world, mate. You did this last week. Have you... Yeah, McLaughlin's got a name down already. It's cool. Has he fuck? Of course he has. <laughs> someone did that to me, I'd be well pissed off. I hold a lot of sway with these uh, punk rock record labels now. Well, that remains to be seen, doesn't it? Anyway. He's the godfather, after all. <laughs> so, yeah, 100, 100 vinyls. 100 vinyls. I think that's there's... the least amount you can actually get. I thought so... it was 300, so fair play. Yeah, so very, very limited. Um yeah, we just want to save money. To be honest, it's fucking expensive, yeah. isn't it? Pressing vinyl. Yeah, we should we should mention there's a few labels putting it out. Yeah. It's not yeah. just cereal, but yeah, yeah. Cat's Claw, Cat's Claw, so yeah. Horn and Hoof, Cat's of Claw, course. Cereal Bowl. They're the three UK ones, and we've got a Dutch label called White Russian Records who yes. are involved, and an American label called Punk Rock Radar, based in New York. So yeah, five. Yeah, like, they're, they're making twenty vinyl each. <laughs> yeah, nice. And it's going to be on CD and all them other cassettes. People Cassette. like cassettes these days, don't they? Yeah, but I don't know why. Does anyone actually use them? I don't know. Johnny from Cat's Claw. I know he does. Yeah, we talked about this a few days ago, didn't we? Just like we did throwing we something did. around. I, I've got a few tapes. I don't. Have a tape player. It's ridiculous. No, I don't. I don't think, I think they're uh, they're shelf candy, aren't they? I think uh, yeah. people buy them, but no one really plays them. Also, I don't really know. know how it looks I've, good. I don't really know how I've obtained any of them either. I just, <laughs> I just kind of got them. Did you rustle them? Yeah. <laughs> when, I got, <laughs> when I got my first car, right, I was 
that 21 when I passed my test. I had a little tape that went in your tape deck in your car with a jack cable coming out of it to oh, put yeah. in your phone. And now people are going to have tapes, but no fucking tape decks in their cars. We're gonna have I to remember those. My brother had one of them, yeah. I remember I thought, the ones where you put a tape in and it connected to, like, your discman. That you yeah, same your thing, isn't it? Dashboard. Yeah, well, you'd yeah. be tired if you went over a fucking speed bump. <laughs> it, yeah. My mum used my uh, my dad's Beach Boy tape to defrost the window of the car once. <laughs> <laughs> very, very strong memory of that. It the was... voice of summer attacking the perils of winter. <laughs> yeah. 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 Those three-part harmonies just seem like getting know, rid yeah. of that ice like no one's <laughs> <laughs> That's what did it, yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. Not, really. Right, no, I'll hit him with a quick uh, fucking big book before we talk about the final song. And I'll close it down now, hang on. I'll only get three questions. Well, look, when they come in their droves, we've got to cram as many in, haven't we? That's true. Um, we'll go for one from David B. Radford. Uh, best and worst thing about being in a band. Best thing and worst thing. I saw each of go you. first. Uh, uh, um, best thing, favorite thing about it is gigging. I just like playing gigs. Worst thing about it is going to and coming home from the gigs on the train. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And never having enough time to be there when I need to be there and never having enough time to get back and having to run between trains all the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's, that's bad. I fucking hate everything to do with gear uh to be honest like equipment <laughs> uh, it. The, yeah just carried upstairs waiting for it to not work <laughs> he's got a reputation with operating uh, yeah fuck it yeah <laughs> we we played a gig once i shouldn't talk for danny barrett <laughs> i'd try to erase it from my memory where where it was an old day that danny had put on this was before scott was in the band so fucking ages ago and it wouldn't have happened if Scott was in the band. They wouldn't. He, yeah, <laughs> we've got a lot better. Scott's quite tech savvy, whereas, yeah, he knows his gear, but I, I, nothing would work, and I couldn't figure out what it was. I tried different amps, different guitars, no, no sound whatsoever, and it was eating into the sound so much. Obviously, it was an old into the time so much. It was an old day. I just ended up not playing. Yeah. I, like, fuck you. We stood there for 25 minutes and then we packed down and left. Yeah, yeah. And it turned out it was a faulty lead. It was a fucking lead that didn't work. <sighs> Why? Why I didn't think that it could be a lead, I don't know. But, yeah, that's that remains one of the worst experiences I've ever had. So, yeah, yeah. I'll go with that. Very painful. In general, worst thing. It does sound What's quite the best shit. thing, Archie? <laughs> uh, the best thing is... Yeah, just gigging, writing tunes. That's two things, I suppose. But I guess they go hand in hand. Uh, nice. Spending time with your mates. It's nice, isn't it? Yeah, it yeah. is nice. Yeah. Yeah. Mr. Worst, Scott. Worst thing for me is not being able to get pissed because I have to drive. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. Uh, best thing? Best thing. Best thing, yeah, playing gigs, writing songs. Just best thing about being in a band is being in a band, but the worst thing is not being able to get pissed because you have to drive. <laughs> Good roundup. Yeah, fucking 
I've been a drummer myself. You get somewhere and, oh, the gig's just upstairs and it's up a fire escape and it's fucking raining and you're carrying heavy shit up there. And, yeah, yeah. I hate that shit. We're in, the wrong, the, we're in the wrong uh, scene, you know. You need to just get a USB and become a, a techno DJ. I do. Have you ever played the Hare and Hounds in Birmingham? I think so. Two flights of stairs. Wankers. Wankers. I played one in Nottingham, actually. It was two two flights of stairs. The, the Two something. flights of medieval stairs. No, it's different <laughs> one. It's well, stuck on a name is not on the ground floor, but I think there is a lift. And it is a practice room, so you'd imagine there would be backline there, wouldn't you? You would. You know. You That's know. not me telling you that you don't have to bring backline. <laughs> I'm going to hold it. I'm going to hold it. Like confirmed. Yeah. Tom said backline confirmed. Right. The last song that's going to play us out of this lovely little chat is called Hole in the Chest. Uh, I like it. Tell us about it. Well, is it a good ender for a group? Yeah. I mean, to be honest, it's, it's, it, we, we, uh, we were, we were conscious of whether it, when we sort of came around to recording and writing everything, we were conscious that it might stand out a little bit, that song. But I think it, it's, it's a bit more riffy and aggressive. It does, it is a little bit different. Uh, but you know, variety is a spicy life. It's it's a fun song to play. Uh, We've been playing it for quite a while now, haven't we? Actually, yeah, yeah. No, we actually it's one of the older ones, isn't it? Yeah, Marigold is as well. But we we couldn't play Marigold earlier because it was too hard. Yeah. We wrote Marigold about five years ago, but I wasn't good enough to play it yet. I, I actually tried to run away from Marigold for so long. He did, <laughs> and he's I caught up him, with him. Forced yeah. him to learn it. <laughs> it was hard when we were a three-piece, but now I can just uh, hide behind you. It's, it's, it's better than it. Take your foot off the gas a bit, yeah. Yeah, I just pretend I'm playing guitar. It's not even fucking plugged in. Hey, just... Tim Armstrong's made a fucking career out of that. So Exactly, exactly. He, he was my inspiration. That's why we got you in the band, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> no, you speak English far too well. <laughs> how do like you come across the accent do you know what i mean like he, the guy's from california right he's from like oakland or something why why has he got like a kind of weird almost jamaican kind of accent <laughs> hey, man, he's hoping one day he'll wake up you know, from the bed red sea like how do you talk like no one sounds like that because you know, he wants to wake up and be joe strummer remotely like yeah that, yeah he wants to be joe strummer he does. Yeah, but he doesn't sound like Joe Strummer, does he? Oh, no. <laughs> Joe Strummer sounds that. like a bloke from London with a bit of a lisp. Nasty. Nasty. I think he goes home and he talks to his mum and he's just like yeah. standard, <laughs> oh, you know, like proper normal. Incredibly and then well his air up. <laughs> and, oh, yeah, man. Anyway, if, if Tim Armstrong's listening to this, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. As Les Dennis would say, if he is, I'll give you the money myself. Um, <laughs> let's, right, here's Hole in the Chest. Uh, cheers, Archie. Cheers, Reese. And cheers, Scott. And uh, if you can get me some cheap wool from the sheep rustling, let me know. I'll uh, I'll, uh, I'll ask Bert what he can do. Yeah. Nice one. <laughs> cheers, boys. Cheers for having us, guys. Thank Thank you. Thanks, guys.
Why face there? Good lads from Oldham. Yeah, good lads from Oldham. Lovely bunch of fellas. Yeah, I, I thought that was dead fun. Yeah. Uh, anybody who's foreign who didn't know what Bo Selector was when we were talking about it, I would say watch it, but don't. <laughs> don't. Yeah, I think it was uh, of its time. Um, Young Nihilism, because you graciously swapped uh, song choice with me as your birthday present towards me, we better hurry up and cram yours in whilst there still may be a modicum of a chance that people are listening. Well, they're going to want to listen to this, Tom, because it is uh, Porno and Snuff Films, uh, which is the opening track of the Lawrence Arms album, Apathy and Exhaustion. Bish, bash to the bosh. Here we go. Snuff films there, uh, depending on what you're into, could be the same thing. That'd be weird, wouldn't it? Yeah, I think that was the first time we played the Lawrence Arms. I think so. Well, it's... what made you choose that? You poor um, bastard. Just been on a bit of a, a Larry Arms trip, to be honest. I was going to choose it last week, but I forgot. I chose something else entirely. Sweet. Right then, um, 
in a minute, we're going to move to nihilism's new noise. We don't actually have anyone booked, but coming up uh, in theory, uh, I spoke to the singer of Worm last night, uh, young Mr. Danny. He wants to come on because I think he's got some stories. He's been around the block, that lad. And I don't just mean in Chesterfield. He's in the Mau Mau's now, you know. Oh, is he? Yeah, he's going to Mexico with him. Damn. Yeah. So that'll be good. That'll be interesting, won't it? Yeah. Some bloke from Chesterfield uh, in Mexico. What could go wrong? Absolutely everything. Let's hope it doesn't. And I hope he has a really fucking lovely time. We've got uh, potentially David Gamage, author of the book, uh, A Hardcore Heart, which he's graciously sent me another copy of, the slightly updated version. Um, but I haven't finished the first one yet, so I don't know what to do. Pick up in the new one where I am now? I don't know. And I had to buy my copy. I know, that's why I said to you, texture. does your book come? Because I was going to give you it. A bit late now. So we've got nothing booked for next week. No, not as it stands, no nihilism. So, so perhaps we could do a special of some description. Um, I really want to do a punk something film, but I don't know what to do it about. We need to do it. On the, actually, let's let's take this discussion offline so we can give the uh, the listeners a big surprise when we do it. Fucking nice one, son. Yes. So um, finding the right guest. It is. It's usually, isn't it? Yes, you, you're right. Um, so uh, that all that's left for me to say is, uh, as usual, bookending the show, closing it off. Uh, nihilism's been um, greased up and thrust into a barrel of punk rock new music and uh, has come out not only sucking his thumb, uh, but also sucking what for his new um, so I'm back in my French bullshit again, Tom. I thought you were, yeah, when you sent it. I was like, <laughs> je m'appelle nihilism. Je joue au foot avec mon frère. Dom's le parc. Oui. Uh, so this is Recidive from Who? Paris. Recidive. Okay. From Paris. From France. Paris. Yeah. And this is uh, the opening track from their mini album, Tridacier, and it's called Avance. I'm not even going to fucking try and remember that. I don't even know what they're called. A recidive. A recidive. I might be pronouncing that all wrong because I don't know. Fuck me. Hang on. Recidive. He's a good mimic, everyone. But uh, MFL, that's motherfucking languages, aren't his um, strong point. No, I think you're right. Recidive. Tripes de seer. Tripes. Says here anyway, is a uh, recidive with tripes d'acier. Do you know what I love about these new noises though? Like, no. very rarely someone will come out and say, Oh, I fucking saw this band back in like. Well, let's hope we've got some Parisians tuning in. Uh, here's recidive doing uh, avance, uh, en France, and Stay away from on fonts. Uh, we'll see you uh, at some undisclosed point in the future. Uh, enjoy this episode. Tell you episode. Enjoy this episode, mate. I don't know why I did that. And uh, because we know what time of week this will be at, happy Valentine's Day to all of you. Most of you. That's oh, on Tuesday, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah.
Yeah. Brilliant. Better get down the 24 hour garage. Uh, see you next time, everybody. Uh, have an excellent time. Share it with your friends. Like it, rate it. Please like, please rate it. Give it a star thing because apparently that's like a good thing to do. And it takes you like two seconds. So please. And that's what we're doing. If you've got time, if you're not driving, stop. We can stop if you want, pull over and give us a star rating. Uh, here's Residiv. Um, I'm going to jejuer au foot avec mes amis dans la piscine. Au revoir. Au revoir. Bisous mon visage. <laughs>